You're listening to Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. Well, g'day, it's Justin here with another instalment of Bluey's Brisbane, the podcast that's all about exploring the real-life world of our favourite healer family. And this week, we were very excited to see an episode called Chest, or Chess, that featured a little extra piece called Charleville. Now, this guy is... Hang on. Who's this? This is Charleville. And this is Bonnie Bomb-Bomb. Okay, Charleville and Bonnie Bomb-Bomb aren't invited. And once again, joined at the card table by Lou Bromley. G'day, Lou. How are you? G'day. Are we at the card table or are we at the chess table for this episode? You know, with our bonus chess pieces as introduced by Bingo, right? I know. How excited were you when you heard Charleville mentioned in Bluey? Um, our little group chat went off, didn't it? A lot of chatter about, did, did we just hear Charleville or was it Charleville? And a lot of re-listens um, and re-watchings of the episode just to confirm one name and that one little name of Charleville means so much to Queenslanders who are big Bluey fans. But also, I think there's a lot of people in Australia who'd recognise the name Charleville because it's a town here in Queensland. And I just happened to have stolen the card table in June of this year and I took off along the Warrego Highway and I went and got some interviews because Charleville's a very special place. And of course in, in Bluey now, uh, Charleville's not the first outback town that's referenced in Bluey because of course we have the lovable character Winton, don't we? Winton! Oh yes, and we may have something planned there around Winton. Uh, And we also know that Bandit goes on regular trips to Longreach too. And that's one of the big uh, rural centres in the centre of Queensland as well. In this season of Bluey's Brisbane, we're very excited about exploring some of those regional areas that the healers have explored, just like you mentioned. So, So tell me about this epic road trip that you did down the Warrego. So for people who don't know where Charleville is, I'm guessing a lot of Aussies don't know where Charleville is, Tell me, how do you get to, you know, where is Charleville? What makes it so great? Well, here in Brizzy, where we are, Brizzy, in Brisbane, Charleville's eight hours away. Now, that's a really long drive to hold on to your bushwee, right? So there's a Warrego Highway, and it starts in Brisbane, or one might say it starts in Charleville, and it ends in Brisbane. Either way, you've got eight hours on the highway, and it just goes straight west, and this is true outback in terms of when you hear outback Australia. You're talking about those big brown flooding rivers, those white gums along the rivers as well. We're talking bush ranger country, that kind of thing. And one of the things I love about Charleville, it's the end of a highway. So you have to choose where you're going next. It's a bit of a crossroads. And if you go north... That's where you can go north for things like Augathella for your bush rangers. But if you go further north, you're going to hit places like Bar Calden, and it's famous for Aussie history and its rivers. And then there's Longreach further north and stagecoaches and lots of uh, more history in Longreach. Birthplace of Qantas. Qantas, yes. And Winton is further north again, and that's the dinosaur capital of Australia. But going back to Charleville, and you're at that crossroads again, And to give you some sort of context, like millions of people live in Brisbane and the southeast of Queensland, but only three and a half thousand people live in Charleville. And we've mentioned Qantas. Qantas is Australia's first airline and it was started in Longreach. However, the first regularly scheduled route was actually to Charleville and up to Cloncurry, another outback town north of Charleville. And that was to deliver Mm. the mail. 
And I'm going to call it Justin. Charleville has got some firsts. And it's the only place in the world where you can see a bilby at a train station. I'm going to throw that out there to all our listeners. If you know of any other places where you can see a bilby at a train station, bring it back to us. Fact check us. I, I'm, I'm opening that up for scrutiny. So apart from bilbies in train stations, um, how else does Charleville kind of link in with Bluey? Charleville as a town going on a holiday. You can do lots of Bluey episodes with this. So this has got road trip, but without a big peanut. You've got sleepy time, and I'm going to come back to that a bit about what on earth has sleepy time got to do with Charleville, and as well as Bob Bilby. And you can do all of these episodes and introduce this to your kids um, while you're out on a trip to Charleville. But there's also a World War II secret base, and it was a place that was a very important strategic um, location during that, um, during that war. And so you can also go play army on a trip to Charleville. But I want to zoom in on sleepy time. Charleville is home to the Cosmos Centre because there's only 3,500 people out there, and we're talking outback, a land of sweeping plains. They've got a lot of great dark sky, not much light pollution at all. And so they have um, telescopes where you you can see the night sky, get up close and personal with it. And we managed to get out there and check it out, which was fantastic. I'm here with Abby, who works at the centre. Hey, we're standing out the back here. We've just checked out a telescope. Now tell me about what makes this telescope your favourite because you said this is the one that you love here. Yeah, so this is a Hydrant Alpha Scope. Like, it is the only one in Australia and one of ten mates, we like to flex it. Um, personally, looking at the sun is cool because every day it's changing. Um, compared to everything else you look at in the sky, it stays the same for quite a while, whereas looking through the scope, it's a different time every time you look through it. So it's always fun in that way. That's actually a really interesting observation because we can't look at the sun with the naked eye. So we don't know just how much the surface of it changes. Yeah. And that's the telescope that allows you to see that. Yeah, so through that scope, we can see the flares and the sunspots. And these are things that change drastically. So sometimes they'll last for three days with flares or like eight minutes. It's something that's constantly changing. And, you know, with the naked eye, we can't see that. We only see that bright blinding light that gives us sunburn. So it's cool to actually get that more intimate look at something we see every day and see that it's actually doing a lot more than what we think. Now, I can actually book in to do things like do stargazing here, look at the planets, look at galaxies, look at other solar systems. Yeah, yeah. What's Now, in Bluey, we just adore sleepy time. Sleepy time, we see bingo, go visit Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn and our moon. Yeah, yeah. But what can we see here? How could we have a sleepy time, you know, experience? So what am I going to be able to see at the night in your telescopes? So yeah, so at night, like all the things that Bluey sees, we can see through our scopes, obviously, which is always really cool. Um, obviously, later in the year, we see planets rising, but more towards mid-year, we're looking at more of your nebulas. You've got Orion Nebula, which is those colourful, like, star formation areas. Um, but we're looking at planets. If it's a full moon, you can see the craters on the moon and things like that. So we're always looking at those things and all those stars. You guys are just so popular. Like I've been trying to say good day to you since we arrived, yeah. and it's just been crowd after <laughs> it's crowd. <pretty> awful. <laughs> so if busy. we can't book in to do, you know, stargazing at night, what other options have you got here at the Cosmos Centre? Yeah. So like obviously our night tours are always fully booked out. We always recommend pre-booking those ones. But we have like a big planetarium, which is that big dome that we run our movies in. That are always cool to kind of learn more about it. 
we are working on developing that to kind of look like a night sky so we can do our tours for more people that way um so we got that we have our free interactive area as well so that's always cool to have a look at and even our sun viewing during the day as well so and i want to know why is charleville so special for stargazing travel is so special because we are in the middle of nowhere obviously so it's super quiet it's very dim so there's no light pollution from our town because it is a tiny town you can drive down two streets and that's it so i'm looking forward to that that sounds good yeah. <laughs> so it's a quiet little town there's no lights so when you look up at night there's no light pollution so you can see a lot more than like the cities whereas the cities have like five percent of your night skies when you look out there you'll see one or two stars whereas out here you'll see that full milky way effect you'll see the emu that's in the milky way from indigenous tales um, and you'll get to see like the Southern Cross very clearly, all those cool constellations we see. Now, Abby, I'm just making you the whole of Charleville tourism. Pitch it to me. Pitch Why it should everybody else come out here to have that sort of sleepy time, bluey and bingo experience? Yeah, I mean, like the crucial part of Australia is the outback. When you talk to anyone from anywhere, they're always like, oh, outback Australia. You know, you got your kangaroos and things like that. A lot of people miss out on that when you're in the inner city and you kind of forget about it. Whereas out here you get the full experience, like we have bilbies and things like that. So the whole area, we have our secret base out here as well. Just there's a lot more going on out in rural Australia than what you think. It usually, I tell a lot of people that come through, you don't realise until you drive out here how much is going on. And it's cool to get that red dirt experience, especially for someone that grows up in buildings and that cityscape. It's nice to get that fresh air, especially with COVID and quarantine times. So... How did you get into a Cosmos Centre to work here? It was crazy. So I've only really been here for like three months. I kind of came out on a holiday and I really enjoyed it. They're like, oh, we're actually hiring. And I was like, oh, well, I would love to pack all my stuff from the city and just move out here. And where are you from? It all. So originally, so from Toowoomba, so not too far out of here, but I was kind of nervous about the experience of moving to somewhere with no McDonald's, no takeaway. So it was a big change, but it was all worth it to work out here and just live out here where it's a nice, quiet, peaceful area. Actually, it's worthwhile asking you. So do you need to be a trained astronomer to work out here? So no, like we often every year run through traineeships. So people are always welcome to come out here and sign on for a traineeship and learn how to do tourism. So there's lots of different aspects out here. I love doing the tours and talking about it, but obviously learning about space, you kind of have to be definitely interested in. It's a lot to learn. Like I very much knew the basics, but now I'm running full hour tours on the sun and things like that. But honestly, as long as you have that passion for it or you really have that drive to work in this kind of industry, then it's always open. So did you ever think you'd end up working with the planets and the sun and telescopes? No way, no way. I never paid attention in science or anything like that. Like I was working with horses before this. So I was big in the different scene, so yeah. yeah. So going from that to kind of being indoors and working with scopes and things like that was a drastic change, but it's been so fun. Like just learning every day about all these different things. So for any of the for real life Bluey and Bingos who are listening to this, or even their parents, what are you going to say to them about, you know, thinking about making astronomy stars, planets, your, you know, a job, a career? Career, it's like, it's just exciting. It's something that's always changing. A lot of people talk about space, like even, you know, the industry now, it could drastically change in a few years. We're going to get bigger scopes. It's just going to grow and grow and be cooler and cooler. There'll be more things to look at. We'll discover more. It's just something that's constantly changing if you get bored of that stagnant kind of lifestyle. 
And one of the things I'm curious about, do you guys do experiments out here too with other telescopes around the world? Yeah, so I mean, we get some people that come out here that are interested in the sciencey side of things, but our scopes are more tourism based. So it's more for the observation for people and us educating them, more so than anyone gathering education from us. Yep. So yeah. Nice. Thank you so much for talking to, we could, should call it Honorary Bluey's Charleville today. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys actually have a connection to the Brisbane-based uh, planetarium. So we do have a lot of conversation. We meet a lot of people that have their own astronomy clubs as well. We really love the community. If you get in the astronomy community, there's a lot of people on the photography side, you know, our planetariums, the movies and building those. It's always communication between us. We noticed that there was a new one that opened up in Tamworth. So we've been talking with them, they came out here. Just everyone is trying to communicate with each other and get more people interested in space. All right, so you were saying before, hey, you got to book ahead. Don't just think you can yes. just walk in, right? <laughs> that was emphatic, yes, please book. Please don't call me in the morning. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I know I booked ages in advance to get here. I think it was one of the first things that I booked when we decided we're yeah. going to do the Outback Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll share all your details. You're online. You search Cosmos Centre, Charleville comes up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I guess another hot tip is too something that I'm doing. I'm waitlisted. It was really hard to find, you know, any spot to get and stare at the night sky. But you yeah. guys sometimes take that waitlist and sometimes it opens up or you run an extra tour. It really depends. Like, again, when we're looking at weather, weather is a big impact. So if it's cloudy, we'd kind of hesitate to open the extra spots for the waitlist people. Um, We do often try if there's enough staff, if there's enough people interested to do more, because we know you're only here for one night and it's a bit of a hike out here. So we do try... A bit of a hike's (laughs) probably the understatement of this interview. And I just have to giggle at that. But continue, please. (laughs) Yeah, so so pretty much we do try our best to open up things when we have people interested, because we want people to experience what we have out here, because we know it's everyone's hit list, everyone wants to do it. So we do try our best but we always welcome on people for the wait list. So if you give us a call for a booked out online, then we can try and organize things for you. So you might see that one spot, we might be able to squeeze on a second, but don't quote me on that because it depends on COVID as well. Abby will do her best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, fingers crossed for me and the fan band that we might be able to get in for some of your night sky. I'm looking around yeah. going, the cloud situation's looking pretty good as in mm-hmm. none or two yeah. over there yeah, on my left. Predicted good for the rest of today. The next three days, we're not so sure, but. That's very true. The <laughs> outback might actually get some rain. There's a strong chance. Yeah, hopefully. We'd love to see it. As much as it, you know, ruins our tours, we do need that rain out here all the time. So. Absolutely. Thank you again for talking to us at Bluey's Brisbane. And there was the word Bilbies, and that's going to be my next location doing Bluey's Charleville on this special edition <laughs> of Bluey's Brisbane. Thank you very much, Abby. No worries. Thanks for having me. Now, Lou, you've made the bold claim that Charleville is the only place in the country where you can find a bilby in a train station. So what's all this talk about bilbies in Charleville? Well, Charleville is home to a bilby reserve. It's one of the first bilby reserves in Australia. It was started by two men who were really kind of appalled at the amount of predators um, and introduced species that were just taking out our native bilby population. And so they started fundraising. They'd, walk, they'd go around to schools, shopping centres, everywhere to raise money to create a bilby-proof fence so they could create a bilby-proof reserve. And then part of it was to actually let's set up um, like a sanctuary, essentially, at the train station where everyone comes into town. So you can catch a train from Brisbane 
Uh, it's an overnight uh, train and it's quite close as well to the airport. So it's a really central place and they really wanted to raise awareness about what was happening with bilbies. And these are the guys too that created our Easter bilby. So, you know, we have oh, really? we have Easter rabbits, right? But um, so move over, Floppy. In Australia, it's huge bilbies um, with chocolate. We do know that the actual for real life Bob Bilby, his goal is to be the actual Easter Bilby in Australia. Exactly. So this is where you can have your full Bob Bilby experience. And you actually get to go, well, they're nocturnal. So it's a bit hard to look at Bilbies when you're there at like 10 o'clock in the morning. So they've actually set up their sanctuary uh, and a viewing room. So you can go and see the Bilbies. They actually can't see you on the other side of the glass. It's all under red light. Mm. Um, And so they have no idea you're there. And we're all quietly watching them just do their thing, running around. Uh, And it was just fantastic. So I think on that note, I'm going to throw it open to the Bilby um, keepers at Charleville to tell us a little bit more about this wonderful initiative. I'm here under the red lights with Emily. Emily, you work here for Experience Charleville and the Bilby Experience. Tell us a little bit about this red lit room where we're in. Oh, so we are in with three bilbies. Unfortunately, we don't have one named Bob, but that is definitely on the cards. <laughs> um, so we have Johnny and two little girls, Melly and Nellie. Oh, and they're the twins, aren't they? They are. They are twins, yes. And you've replicated in here for the bilby experience what it looks like in their natural environment. Very sandy, a bit grassy, the odd log around the place, that kind of thing. Yeah, we have. And we often hide some of their food, so they've got to do digging as well, just like they would out in the wild. Now, we've been, the kids got to actually throw food over the enclosure, so they got to go and find it. What sort of things do you feed the bilbies? Yeah, so we actually feed them live crickets, which the kids love. They're wriggling around in their hands before throwing it over. Um, and the bilbies <laughs> love it as well. They go on their big scavenger hunt afterwards. Um, but we also feed them some sweet potato and carrot. Now, what makes Charleville so important when it comes to bilbies? Um, so we are actually the breeding, the hub of the breeding program for the bilbies. And... So we have, I think, about 50 that we're currently breeding and we are hoping that these guys that are on display will have babies. So let's cross our fingers and toes and hopefully we may have a baby that could be named Bob. I, on behalf of Bluey, of which I have no power whatsoever or anything to do with, fully endorse this plan. But uh, I just want you to do a bit of a shout-out. Like, what, what makes the drive worth it from Brisbane to come to Charleville? Why should city folk get out here? Um, Because we have bilbies and it's one of the only places that you could probably see them in Queensland. It is pretty much an up close and personal. You do get to see them behind the glass. You do get very close and very personal. That is actually true. And I know everyone's listening right now. We've been taking photos, but the three are just right here. This isn't like trying to squint into the distance, trying to see them. No, yeah, definitely. You are just on the other side of the glass and they're very friendly. They love to come up to you guys. Um, They especially love it when you throw them food. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so we've got the bilbies. There's so much wildlife that you'll see along the way as well with kangaroos and emus. I haven't Um, seen an emu yet. And there's an emu in Bluey called Sean. I haven't seen a Sean yet. Got to tick that bucket list. Yes. Okay. Keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> now, Emily, one of the things is, like I've said, it's a red room. This is only red light. But this is not harming them in any way. They actually think they're in pitch black, don't they? They do, yes. And we do give them daylight. So we do have lights come on when we are asleep. So they go to bed then and then they're awake during the day for us. So they can't even see us on the other side of the glass. 
but they can hear us. So yeah, someone's so, talking out there. Yeah, so they've got very, very poor eyesight, so they can't see very well, but they do have sensitive ears. So, yes, yeah, so they can definitely hear us, but, yeah, they're not very good at seeing. So tell us about, about the name Bilby. I heard that it has an Indigenous connection, but I'm not sure what that actually meant. It does. So the Indigenous name is Bilba. And it means the long-nosed rat because they have quite a long, pointy nose. However, they are not a rat. They are a bandicoot, an arid bandicoot. So they really are a type of bandicoot. Yeah, yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Which Although... they're also like a macropod, so they're sort of like a kangaroo bandicoot. You know, they're all sort of that macropod area. They've kind of got all the best bits of a lot of marsupials in Australia because they do have that kangaroo hop. Um, they've got that backward-facing pouch yeah, too, wombat like pouch. wombats, yes. And they do, I'm going to call it, I think they do look like a bandicoot, maybe because I just don't think rats are that, you yes. know, great, good-looking. But, um, yeah, they've got a lot of that sort of marsupial qualities all in one animal. Yeah, definitely. Very cute. They are a must-see. And, look, you're at the front desk here, you know, a lot of the time. What are some of the things that you're hearing from people who come here all the time? What are they loving about Charleville and this experience? Um, the knowledge that's given. So we do do a little bit of a talking and fill you in about the bilbies because um, they are quite fascinating animals. Um, but most personally, just coming to see them and being able to see them for as long as you like. You know, we have an hour or two, so you're more than welcome to stand in here for 20-odd minutes, you know, however long you like. Now, I probably overstayed my welcome because I smiled at you and asked, could I do an interview? And I know there's going to be a tour hot on my heels. So I just want to say thank you so much for speaking to us today. It has been fantastic. This was just an amazing experience. No worries. Let's get a petition going for Bob the Bilby here in Charleville. You're listening to Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. Well, Lou, give us the lowdown on, you know, just say we want to go on holidays to Charleville. Um, you know, if you're a family who wants to do the road trip out there to do the sleepy time and the Bob Bilby experience or, you know, whether you're a grey nomad, where do we stay once we're out in Charleville? All right, now Charleville is set up for the grey nomads and the not-so-grey nomads. Um, great caravan parks. So we were in a camper van, we hired one, and it was just so straightforward. We really enjoyed it. And great, so great facilities at all the caravan parks. There's free camping outside of town too, but there's also motels in town. So if you just want to pack the car, you can go lots of different places. And look, we've already made this clear. It's eight hours of straight driving. You're going to be holding on to your bush wee if you're going to try and do that in a day. But I would actually highly recommend making a week out of it. So if you're starting in Brisbane, this is road trip territory. You can... From Charleville back is where I'm going to start. You can see Morven and Mitchell, and these are bush ranger towns. Roma, Miles, and there's a great pub lunch in Miles. I'm just throwing that out there, everybody. Like a good pub lunch. You may have seen on our socials for some of our listeners, there was a lot of sorghum photos because, <laughs> Justin, you're a bit of a Lucky's Dad fan. Um, so I, I had to... <laughs> it's one of the best bluey lines of all time. We grew sorghum. We grew sorghum. And there was all Harden this up, sorghum. Pat. <laughs> on the side of the highway in Dolby. So I just kept sending you photos of sorghum and you thought they were the best holiday pics I've ever sent you. It was amazing. It was amazing, it was. And look, Toowoomba too is a major um, rural centre and a very pretty town. And they're all along the Warrego Highway. So you can easily make a week out of this, picking which towns would you visit on the way to Charleville, then you do the others on your way back. However, if you have put aside a bit of money to do a holiday trip and you want to do something a bit different, but you're time poor, 
It's only two and a half hours to fly to Charleville from Brisbane. And I think that makes Charleville a really different option for a weekend trip. Take the family... And you can um, fly in, fly out over a weekend, go see the Cosmos Centre, go see the Bilbies as well. And the wonderful thing is you don't have to choose are you doing Cosmos Centre or Bilbies because one's at night and one's during the day, and that's really good. And then you can mix it up with things like the World War II secret base and see what the operations were there during World War II. Um, Take time to walk around um, the town as well because this is a really beautiful outback town. So... One little chess piece can actually be a fantastic family holiday for you guys to discover a part of Queensland you may never have thought of until you saw this episode of Bluey. And speaking of one little chess piece, you've got some intel on Bonnie Bonbon, is that right? Yeah, we're going to do a shout out to one of our uh, fans of the podcast, Maker, whose daughter is Bonnie, but also Bonnie is known as Bonbon. So to see two chess bonus pieces, one Charleville and one Bonnie Bonbon, that to us was just, we were cheering on from the sidelines, weren't we? So hello to Bonnie Bonbon from Bluey's Brisbane. Well, you know, Bandit famously said, you know, Charleville and Bonnie Bonbon, you're not invited. But clearly in this episode of Bluey's Charleville, Charleville and Bonnie Bonbon are more than welcome. I like how you said there, this is Bluey's Charleville. I think this is going to be a really good way that we can call some of our future episodes. So stay tuned for Bluey's Mitchell, but also Bluey's Winton coming up soon. You've been listening to Bluey's Brisbane. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for at Bluey's Brisbane. Just having another laugh, love.